Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio podcast. Now, I suggest talk about it sometimes. I always record my podcast and put them on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the BGN YouTube feed. Be in the description of this episode. If you're watching there, a little bit different scenery behind me. Dog sitting at my parents' place. So if you hear a dog barking anytime in the podcast, add some personality to the show, right? Great dog, Bruce, almost 10 years old now. What a life for a dog. Name that for Bruce Springsteen, Little Mutt, Pitbull, Jack Russell Terrier mix, my whole heart. So you may hear him at the background sometimes, but also taking the scenery. Phillies are hot right now. We're going to talk about that in a second. But behind me, I have uh, a shot of Citizens Bank Park the night the Phillies won the World Series. And I could kind of like pretend that I can see myself there up in section 431. Uh, I was sitting out there with my boy, Mike. And also I have framed over there, Jimmy Rollins is Sports Illustrated cover from 2007. Their team to beat. He says that about the Mets. They go on. They made the playoffs. They won the division for the first time since 1993. The first time in my life in 2007. I was in eighth grade. First time the Phillies made the playoffs my whole life. J-Roll wins MVP. Iconic player. Iconic moment. Iconic season. Legend. But the Phillies are really hot right now. I'm recording this Tuesday afternoon. and. Phillies today, you'll probably listen to this Wednesday morning. Today, tonight, they kick off a three-game series with the Dodgers. They're on an eight-game winning streak. Entered last weekend, third like four days ago, four or five days ago, third place in the NL East. Terrible division. It's like the NL East, or the, I should say the NFC East in football. It's not necessarily that terrible. Teams will have a winning record that makes the playoffs and wins the division, but still. And they swept the Mets. Now they're up two and a half games on the Mets, and I believe two games on the Braves right now. And it's electric. It's the best release team since 2011. I don't even know if we could say that for sure right now, but just say the most exciting that the Phillies and baseball has been in this city. And over a decade, yeah, I, I dusted off this old Phillies hat. I have my parents play some rocking on here. It's, I think it's, uh, it's branded as a 1935 uh, throwback hat. Uh, I like the navy with the old school P on there and red. I'm about that. But it made me think back to Eagles history when, you know, I'm talking about the Phillies being good and all these other times where, you know, we thought our team was great or thought this team was going to be amazing. And the preseason kicks off. I'm going to say tomorrow because, again, you're probably listening to this on Thursday. But two days from now when I'm recording, again, recording this Tuesday afternoon, is it's a preseason. Everyone's excited. We're going to see Jalen Hurts, his first ever preseason action. I won't be going to the game. We're going to be uh, 
doing some stuff for BGN Radio after the game. So stay tuned for more info about that. Uh, again, for more stuff with that, again, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Doing great stuff on here. And we have so many ideas percolating for the regular season. It's a preseason. Everyone's excited. Jalen Hurts up and down camp. Seemed like he did great today. That did uh did well on Sunday, and the open practice at the link Saturday. It's one of the worst practices in Eagles history. It seemed offensively. And I think this Eagles defense is very very good. I think they're going to be a top ten unit. They can even be a top five unit, like they were a couple of times during the Doug Peterson Carson Wentz era, 2016 2017. I think they're going to be legitimately good. They're going to have either the best or the second best defensive line in the league after right there with Washington. So the NL, the NL East, I mean, they got baseball in my mind. The NFC East has two premier defensive lines in the league. Secondaries improve with Anthony Harris. There's Steven Nelson signing huge. And it looks like Darius Slays had a very good camp. And then Avante Maddox slides in the corner, nickel cornerback position. He's much worse suited than, than that outside style he's played in the past. And before the Nelson signing, seemed like he was going to be the starting outside corner, which could have been a disaster. And, you know, there's no Nate Gary on the field now. You don't have that immediate weakness at linebacker. It's stronger there. And I think Jonathan Gannon is a brilliant defensive mind. If the Eagles do well this year and the defense is just as good in 2022, he's gone. He's going to get a new head coaching job for sure. The preseason. We're all going to overreact. Jalen Hurts plays well and the offense plays well. Eagles are winning 10 games and winning the division. They don't score. They go three down in the first drive, come back in, maybe get a first down, but don't score again. Just play two drives. Sky's falling, right? And some of those things could be true. Jalen Hurts has demonstrated that he's not a practice player. And I don't necessarily love that. Like, oh, he's a game player. And again, I'm, I'm a Hurts guy. Maybe the biggest on the site and then the podcast network. You have to play well in practice. And he has done that at times, but sometimes he hasn't. I think the absence of Dante Smith is huge. Have receivers that aren't really able to get separation at some of the issues that have been manifesting for the last couple of years with Carson Wentz. And the offensive line wasn't totally put together. You know, the first team offensive line was kind of mismatched, but I think it should be good to go uh, for the preseason game on Thursday. So we'll see what Hurts does behind a real offensive line. We'll see what these guys, Jalen Riker, Travis Fulgham, if they can improve and showcase something in the preseason. Again, I don't know if he'll be getting first team reps, but Quez Watkins seems like a guy who's had a tremendous camp is going to ball out in the preseason and force the Eagles to give him more snaps early in the season. And I'm all about that. I'm ready for that. He's a gamer. I like it. He's got some juice. You know, I'm all about the juice. One of the, the most juiciest Eagles games in history was a preseason game. I'm looking back and this is going to be the focus of the podcast. We're talking about the preseason. I'm, I'm reliving old memories with the Phillies. I think back to the most memorable preseason game, at least in my lifetime as an Eagles fan. I think back to there is Terrell Owens' first game, Terrell Owens' first game with the Eagles in 2004. McNabb, that they dial up this you know 72-yard touchdown or whatever it was. The T.O., they swear everyone's going bonkers. You know, they made the Super Bowl. But for that was a play. For an entire preseason game, it was week three of the preseason in 2015. Eagles had won their first two preseason games. Third preseason game. Now we're, we're in this. We're in a world now where there are only three preseason games. But traditionally, when there are four, your starters play the most in the third preseason game. Sit out, basically sit out the fourth preseason game, getting closer to the season. I don't know how that'll exactly go now because we have three, and then there's like a ten day layoff before the season starts. So it's a little bit weird, and we'll see how that goes out. But 2015, 
what we did not know, what we would have never expected at that time. It was Chip Kelly's last season in Philadelphia. The Eagles had swung a trade for Sam Bradford that offseason. The Eagles had won their first two preseason games, then headed up to Green Bay for week three of the preseason. In that first quarter, the Eagles were up 25-0 in the first quarter alone on the way to what was like a 39-26 win. Sam Bradford throws three touchdowns in the first quarter. He has an eight-yard pass to Darren Sproles, a three-yard pass to Trey Burton, and a seven-yard pass to Brent Selleck. And Walter Thurman the third. remember that name? I haven't thought about that name in years, had a pick six too. The Eagles looked like Super Bowl contenders. I tweeted this on Twitter about that. I was going to do a podcast about this game, and everyone's reminiscing in my replies and quote tweeting some. You really thought at that moment the Eagles were going to make the Super Bowl. It was the buildup of the previous two years with Chip. Huge success in 2013. They go 10-6. and six. Offense looks revolutionary. Michael Gavitz gets hurt. Foles comes in, you know, has shows some magic. They lose in the playoffs. 2014, Foles gets hurt. Sanchez comes in. They still go 9-3 and three to start the year. The offense still looking good. Maybe not as good as it was in 2013. But they finish 10-6 and six and don't make the postseason. But still, 12 or 20 and 12 first two years. Now he's got his guy. He traded for this quarterback. Chip Kelly knows what he's doing. Sam Bradford, vast contrast to Jalen Hurts. Maybe the best practice player of all time, those short checkdowns that the accuracy has there. Shine through in practice. I went to those practices in the summer of 2015, writing for USA Today. People forget that. I used to do some USA Today, right? And everyone thought that was a Super Bowl team. I thought it was a Super Bowl team. I looked it up today. They were tied going into that season, the 2015 season. We think it's a disaster. They go 7-9. and nine. So disappointing. Chip gets fired before the season's even over. You know, Bradford isn't what we thought he was going to be at all. The Eagles were tied for third with the best Super Bowl odds at plus 800. The team that actually won the Super Bowl, the Denver Broncos, with Peyton Manning in that defense, they were sixth at plus 900. People legitimately thought that team was indestructible. And I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I remember exactly where I was watching that game. I'm in my college house. Going to do a little personal references here. In the... My buddy's bedroom, Giuseppe Maiocco. What a name. I know uh, his family, his cousins or his brothers, big listeners of the pod. Appreciate that if you're listening to the Maiocco family. But I'm sitting in there, probably got my LaShawn McCoy jersey on. And, well, no, they traded him. No, I, I wouldn't have been wearing that because they had Kiko then. No, so maybe Dawkins probably. Yeah. Because I think I wore, I had a full jersey in 2014. Then he stopped playing, so then I switched to LaShawn. And then once he was gone, I doubt I, doubt I wore it again. So Dawkins, maybe? Sounds about right. Anyway, you know, crushing some drinks. We're watching this. He's a big Eagles fan. His family's an Eagles fan. It's clearly the way I'm talking about it. And I just thought they were going to be unstoppable. They had this quick passing attack, and then they had three uber-talented running backs, or at least we thought, and DeMarco Murray, huge bum loser freak. BLE, Ryan Matthews, whatever, Darren Sproles. Obviously, everyone loves Sproles. 
remember like tweeting about it, like, oh my God, we're revolutionary NFL with all these three running backs and Sam Bradford is going to be the player we thought he was when he won the Heisman at Oklahoma. All these things getting nuts for no dang reason because that team stunk. Chip Kelly stunk. Sam Bradford stunk. DeMarco Murray stunk. All these players stunk. I thought that team was it. Sam Bradford goes 10 for 10, 121 passing yards. That's for you, uh, people that aren't big sabermetric heads out there. That's 12.1 yards per, per attempt. Had a quarterback rating of 156.7. Not a perfect passer rating, but what, like it's 158.3. So basically a perfect passer rating. And he looked like the perfect passer that we thought Chip Kelly finally had his quarterback. You saw those gigantic sleeves in the preseason. You thought, oh, maybe that's fine. And we're just back. That's really weird he had those sleeves. But that's a whole other discussion. And it makes me think, for, for better or for worse, it's understandable to react to the training camps in the preseason. But we can't take that as this all-consuming thing. And again, I'm probably going to be doing a post-game show uh, for the first preseason game Thursday night. little, uh guess, tease however you want to say it. So I'm sure I'll have some and some reactions. If Jalen Hurts plays really well, I'm sure I'll be amped. The defense has a pick six or something, I'll be amped. And if Hurts doesn't play well, I'll be a little disappointed. And it's okay to do those things. That's the nature of being a fan. You know, it's the stuff like getting so excited and so over the top and wondering if you're going to make a trip to the Super Bowl during that August of 2015 watching that preseason game. It's those disappointments and those collapses and those memories. Oh, do you remember when we did this and we thought it was going to be this? Those moments as an Eagles fan built character. And sure, I'd rather the Eagles just win the Super Bowl every stinking year. I'm sure we'd all like that. But it's moments like that, that when they actually did go and win the whole thing, they think back and say, man, remember we thought that? And we thought Bradford was the guy. Remember when they beat the crap out of the Packers in Green Bay? Remember we thought we were going to the Super Bowl that year? Chip Kelly parade down Broad Street. It's part of the story. It's part of Eagles lore. Sometimes a preseason game tells tells you everything. That first pass, like I said, 2004 Eagles-Ravens. First pass of the game, bomb, touchdown, Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. People don't like when he doesn't say his name right. Just say T.O. Like Andy Reid used to say T.O. McNabb throws that pass to T.O. scores a touchdown. You know what? That was the first play of the preseason, and that's exactly how the regular season went. It was McNabb, the T.O. nonstop until they hit the Super Bowl, and some things fell poorly for McNabb. T.O. had missed the playoffs before that. That's like 145 yards on a broken ankle or leg, whatever. They win that game of Super Bowl MVP. Getting sidetracked, as I usually do, but the point stands that Preseason game could be a microcosm of the entire season, like it was in 2004. My dad tells me the story. He called me probably in a crappy singular cell phone. Remember singular? I used to have singular. And 2004, probably didn't even have a phone. He might have had a phone. I probably wasn't allowed to have one yet. And calls the house and he's at Chickies and Pete's watching the game with my mom and maybe a couple of friends or whatever. I don't know. And he calls him. He's like, oh, we're winning the Super Bowl. We're winning the Super Bowl. And I'm freaking out on the phone. Dog's probably freaking out, too, in the house. Not Bruce, obviously. Uh, who dog would that be? Sandy. Beagle. Sandy? Wasn't named after the Bruce Springsteen song, but Bruce was named after Bruce Springsteen. 
Funny how that works. I think I named it after her after Sandy Cheeks because she was like that brown color. It was like a not the typical colored beagle, but didn't look like Snoopy either. It's brown. Again, getting sidetracked. But I'm really excited for the preseason, I think. And again, I want to get this out sooner rather than later so you have time to listen to it on Wednesday and digest it. And if you haven't listened Wednesday, hopefully you're listening Thursday before the game. I think Hurts and the offense need to play a lot. And it seemed like Nick Sirianni was hinting at that today in training camp where if on the first drive the team goes down the field and scores a touchdown, just take them out. But I think uh, that first-team offensive line needs reps Taylor, Maylada, and Samalu. If they're playing together, if they're both going to play, they're going to need reps together. Uh, Jalen Hurts needs to build timing with these receivers last year That with a different offense. It's not the same. It's not the same at all. Uh, so if it is an underwhelming first possession, they go three and down, do they get a first down, and then they punt. I would like to see them get a second and third possession. It's a different world now with the preseason set up. You're going to have that long break after the third preseason game. I don't know it's exactly how it's going to go, but I want to. I don't want to leave them out there to the – if we're leaving them out there to the fourth quarter to have a good drive, we have huge issues here. But you get my point that I want to see something from them in the first quarter and then take things from there. Throw out Joe Flacco. A lot of uh, my South Philly Italians out there probably loving the Flacco signing. Going to have one heck of a time this preseason watching him throw it up in the second and third quarter. Though I think Nick Mullins is actually better than Joe Flacco right now. And if it came down to it, I know the team wouldn't do it. I'd rather have uh, Nick Mullins in the game if Jalen Hurts were to get benched or get injured or however those things go. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Bradford, man. I thought that was it. You know, we thought Chip was the guy. And it's weird. Doug ended up fulfilling a lot of the prophecies we thought with Chip with the going for two and the being aggressive on fourth down and all of those types of things. And this past first offense is, you know, there's no offense like the 2017 Eagles in, in Eagles history. There really isn't. And especially once they got in the playoffs and Falls go supernova. And you all know this. But I'm like getting upset now. I shouldn't that, you know, we tie our hopes and dreams to this team so much. And that's a universal concept we all have as fans, but that preseason game specifically stands out as the pinnacle of Philadelphia fandom where same people that may have been critical of the Bradford trade time. I think I was critical then Uh, I was over Nick Foles. He went, he went in six and two in 2014, but he, he kind of stunk the defense and special teams carried him. So I was, I was happy to see him go, but I was a Mariotti guy. I wanted to trade, uh, the entire farm, Morgan's the future, whatever kind of crazy phrase you want to do. I want that for Mariota. The Eagles get Bradford and said, whatever. No. Scouring YouTube all summer, watching his highlights from Oklahoma in his rookie season with the St. Louis Rams, thinking, maybe this is the guy. And in the preseason, they go 2-0 and in the week three of the preseason. He looks like Joe Montana out there. Oh, my God. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Chip Kelly. Can't wait to go to the parade. My friends, my family, going to drink some beer. Didn't happen. But it usually, it's only happened once since 1960, right? It's only happened once since 1960. 
Yeah, this doesn't have to go super long, right? It's just kind of a flashback to that Bradford time. And it, even in the, in 2017, that, that summer, I don't think any of us really had true Super Bowl aspirations. And the team itself has, I've heard, second and third hand, the team themselves didn't think that was a Super Bowl team. It just, just so happened to work out that way. And even two years later, it felt like in that 2017 season, it felt like that 2015 season was 15 years ago. Uh, when they were doing well in 2017. Now, at this point, I, that feels like a lifetime ago, I guess, in terms of the Eagles and, you know, my personal professional life. And I'm sure a lot of you out there probably feel similarly where you can remember if you were, you know, watching at home or watching at a friend's house or watching in a bar and thinking, why was I with those people are doing that back then? Why did I think Sam Bradford was good? Why did I think DeMarco Murray wasn't a money-stealing bum? That slide he had. Where he could have went for the first down and slid. Loser. I'm all about players getting paid. Pro player, not pro owner, but that guy was a loser. Loser. Should have never came here. I don't know. What else we got? Preseason? Yeah, it's all about hurts. I think the defense is going to look good. Any youngsters? Uh, Kayvon Wallace got hurt in practice today, so he's someone I would have liked to have seen a lot of reps from in the preseason, but I'm not sure we're going to now. Milton Williams, third-round pick. I believe the 72nd pick uh, in the 70s range, 72, 74. Uh, played, has been played more defensive ends uh, during training camp than I expected. I thought he was uh, like a true undersized defensive tackle. And that speaks to the way Jonathan Gannon, I think, is going to use a lot of different types of schemes and fronts. He might have some 3-4 stuff. He might have, you know, just different tendencies, different looks out there and kind of appreciate that versatility. And I trust him to use the personnel and maximize their abilities. And if the situation where Milton Williams is out there at DN and is productive, that works too. But I just think the Eagles are really stacked at defensive end right now. Uh, Josh Wed, standout player in camp. And know who's probably second behind Josh Wed is Derek Barnett too. The Eagles are going to have a problem this offseason. I say a problem in quotes because it's, good, it's a good problem to have if you're going to have two players, young defensive ends, who are having monster years. I don't know who will start. I think the starting thing is you know, more of a – Ego thing. I think maybe Derek Barnett gets the nod because he's had been here longer. He's been a starter in the past. He was on the Super Bowl team. Was a first round pick. Sweat was a was not a first round pick. And but I think they might play as much. They play probably play the same amount of snaps in the regular season. Ron Kerrigan will get some snaps in there. So I don't know how many snaps there will be for Milton Williams out at defensive end, but we'll see. Maybe Ryan Kerrigan plays in a two point stand sometimes. Gannon changes some things up. Uh, but I, I want to see. A healthy dose of Milton Williams this year. You have Hargrave behind Fletcher Cox, obviously. And that'll be your two primarily, primarily your two defensive tackles. But I want to see Williams get, get those snaps of defensive tackles. I think that's where he's going to succeed most. But again, I trust Gannon and I'm ready to see Williams wherever he is on the defensive line. I think he's going to be a beast. He might be the steal this draft, not just for the Eagles, but the whole draft to me. Love him in the pre-draft process. Love Smith. Love Milton Williams. Hats off to Howie for those two picks. And you know, I've been way, way, way critical of Howie. Frequently in this podcast, but even after the draft, had to admit that uh, tremendous uh, success right there. And Landon Dickerson wasn't someone who was on my radar, um, but I'm super excited for him. And Zach McPherson out of what Texas Tech is, has really shined in camp. And I think um, if there's a situation where Nelson or Slay goes down, and even then uh, they're going to play dime and even quarter sometimes, I think. So McPherson's going to get some snaps in the regular season and definitely excited. Another guy to watch for in the preseason this week, but yeah, I'll wrap it up now. Bradford.
We were fooled. One of the many, many times we were fooled as Eagles fans was that fateful day, August 2015 in Green Bay. We were sold that Chip Kelly was the savior of this city. Sam Bradford would be a god here. But we were wrong. We were wrong, and it's fine, because two years later, it all worked out. Just goes to show you, anything can happen with the preseason. Crappy players can look good. Great players can look crappy. But sometimes, as in the case of McNabb and T.O., it's a sign of things to come for their regular season. That's it for me. Again, follow the YouTube channel. I'm plugging it. Just go subscribe to it. It's easy. We're at like 525 subscribers. We should have way more than that for a website and a podcast platform of this caliber and this reach. Come on. And be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at bleed at Seamus underscore Clancy. Follow the BGN Instagram page at Bleeding Green Insta. And if you like my podcast and if you like my tweets, if you like my writing for BGN, be sure to check out my subscription based Patreon newsletter from Broadsheet with Love, patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy, giving you all the Philly sports content you want. And we'll be bringing it here on BGN Radio all season. And we'll have some instant takeaways following the preseason game on Thursday night. Talk to you all later. Keep leading green. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.